If you clicked on this video, you're probably looking for everything you need to know to start live streaming. Today, we're gonna try to make it easy for you. We'll be talking about the essential gear you need, along with some tips and tricks to start broadcasting your events. Let's dive right into it. So what gear do you even need to start live streaming? Let's start by picking your streaming setup. Your streaming setup can be as basic or complex as you like. If you want to keep it simple, all you really need is your smartphone and a streaming app like Broadcaster for iOS. If you want a little more range in your production, you might pair a video camera with a reliable hardware encoder like the Boxcaster. Let's talk about option one, the Broadcaster app. If you're looking for the quickest setup, our Broadcaster app allows you to stream crisp HD video directly from an iPhone, iPad, or any other iOS device. It's super easy to use, and you can go live instantly with the click of a button. The Broadcaster app is a simple way to stream, but the broadcast quality is still really good. To show you the kind of video quality you can expect from Broadcaster, check out the puppy cam stream sample we have in the description. I mean, who doesn't love puppies? For those looking for a more professional setup, we recommend using a mid-range camcorder along with our Boxcaster. The Boxcaster is great if you already own a video camera or you wanna produce multi-cam live streams with a switcher. If you don't already own a video camera, we'd recommend looking into something like Canon's Vixia G50. Why? Because it has all of the essential features that will help you live stream a variety of events. The Vixia G50 has incredible zoom range, and the ability to record up to 4K30 internally. It's a great starter camera, but you also won't grow out of it as quickly as cheaper camcorders. Regardless of what kind of camera you decide to go with for live streaming, the most important thing is to make sure it can actually output a clean HDMI signal before buying it. This just means that the icons you see on the camera's LCD aren't gonna display on your live stream or any monitors you send your camera's feed to, because that would be pretty distracting for your viewers. The second piece of this setup is our Boxcaster, our portable live streaming encoder. Going live with the Boxcaster is as simple as plugging in an HDMI cable from your camera and an ethernet cable from your router to give you the most secure internet connection and push your stream to multiple social destinations like Facebook, YouTube, and even your website all at the same time. It's pretty cool. You don't even have to be on location to tell the Boxcaster to go live and you can manage the stream remotely from the dashboard or even from the Broadcaster app we mentioned earlier. Once you've picked your gear, it's super important to ensure you have a strong internet connection dedicated for the stream. The most important thing when it comes to your internet connection is how much upload speed you have the stream with. When you're watching videos online, your internet connection is using download speed, but when you're streaming them to other viewers, you're actually using upload speed. To get a general idea of how fast your upload speed is, you can actually just Google speed test. They'll run a free speed test of your internet connection, and voila. The number on the right here is what's most important. And keep in mind, other people are using that connection too, so more data is always gonna be better. Last but not least, you'll wanna pick a streaming service that suits your needs. While there's plenty of options out there, it's important to note that you'll generally get what you pay for. To learn more about paid and free streaming services, check out the blog post in the description. So now you know what you need to start live streaming, but if what we recommended today doesn't exactly suit your needs or budget, you can always check out our kit page at kit.co slash boxcast to see all of our favorite live streaming gear and browse through the different setups that we love to use. 
If this video helped you, give us some love, like, and subscribe. And if you have any questions, just let us know in the comments. Thanks for watching and happy streaming. Hi, I'm Sam Brenner, Chief Operating Officer at BoxCast. If you don't already know, BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, but we serve broadcasters and viewers in more than 200 countries. Our founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, to make people part of the experience. And since then, we've helped thousands of organizations connect with their communities and reach people who can't attend events in person. Our vision is to be the best live streaming company for organizations, always evolving and pursuing better ways to amaze our customers. One way we do this is by offering a complete, easy to use automated live streaming platform that includes both hardware and software that work together to provide a seamless experience. At BoxCast, we like to give people options. Organizations can stream using software like OBS or Wirecast, a hardware RTMP source they already have, or one of our signature encoders, the Broadcaster app, BoxCaster, or BoxCaster Pro. Our Broadcaster app for iOS lets users go live anywhere with the touch of a button, so they never miss a stream-worthy moment. This is great for organizations looking to live stream crisp 1080p video with a minimal setup. Our pocket-sized BoxCaster encoder makes it easy to stream in HD and works well with most common AV workflows. Better yet, there's no configuration required. And our most powerful encoder, the BoxCaster Pro, comes equipped with built-in HEVC, which allows broadcasters to encode super professional video in the highest quality. With flexible inputs and outputs, the Pro can adapt to nearly every unique streaming setting, whether it's a single camera feed or a more advanced production from a video switcher. We've also got flexible subscription plans designed to meet any organization's needs. Whether it's a small business streaming from a smartphone or a major corporation broadcasting simultaneous events throughout the week. So we're an ideal choice for most organizations looking for professional level streaming service. And we also offer unlimited priority support seven days a week with backgrounds in video and audio production, plus experience serving thousands of customers and setups. Our expert streaming coaches can easily field questions and quickly provide help. At our core, what separates BoxCast from other streaming companies is that we empower people to be great broadcasters. That's why we make live streaming really easy, while still providing our users with a professional look and a full suite of broadcast-enhancing features. Let's talk about some of the essential ones. When it comes to live streaming, video quality is our number one priority. We offer full HD streaming for all users, and our video player lets any viewer tune in to a BoxCast live stream on any device. If viewers want to skip to certain parts of a live broadcast, our DVR functionality helps them jump to the content they're looking for. Not only can broadcasters deliver the highest quality video, but they can also broadcast to a wider audience with simulcasting. Simulcasting allows users to send their live streams to multiple social destinations all at once, including Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and many more. Along with social destinations, BoxCast users can host their own channel on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV using our smart TV app in each location. This is great for anyone that wants to watch a broadcast on a big screen. Whether an organization's goal is to keep up with compliance standards or to make online broadcasts as inclusive as possible, automated live captioning can help. With live captions, automated text appears on live and archived events 
Users can also review their caption transcripts to add custom vocabulary and edit timestamps. With Simulated Live, broadcasters are able to stream an event to viewers that seems like it's happening in real time, even though it's not. Rebroadcasting a stream with high engagement can build excitement and foster interaction. Plus, it comes in handy to be able to push a recorded video live, especially if an event gets canceled. With our custom player, broadcasters can send their streams directly to their own website, allowing them to drive more traffic and control their organization's brand. The embedded player comes with plenty of options to make a live stream look great on any website, including the ability to have a countdown timer and a pre-broadcast video to engage viewers before the broadcast begins. Along with pre-broadcast features, broadcasters can also easily drag and drop overlay graphics onto their live stream at any point during the broadcast. Our graphic overlays feature is the simplest way to add supporting visuals like lower thirds, logos, and sponsorships into a live stream. So now that you know who we are and what makes us tick, we hope you're as excited as we are to offer people an empowering live streaming experience. I can't wait to see what the future brings for us together. Thanks for watching. Everybody, this is the Boxcast Podcast season finale. Woo! My name is Gary. I am Josh. And today we have a very special guest with us, our COO, Sam Brenner. Yes. Woo! He likes that WWE intro. So yeah. if, I'm sorry we don't have any uh, special music for yeah, you. Where's like, my Ric Flair? Yeah, where's the Royal Rumble <laughs> yeah. music coming in, right? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Really? I, well, because I'm a fan of the podcast. So oh, I'm, you listen. I'm, of course I listen. Oh. Of course I listen. So oh. I, I never really imagined myself as a guest. So this is really a this is really an honor and a treat. Oh, well, great, We're man! Excited We're excited to have you. Yeah, there. totally. Oh, and we know that Josh doesn't listen. So I'm that, fanboying right now. Oh, it's you very, totally are. Yeah, I'm, I'm like staring into Josh's eyes. <laughs> I thought for Christmas maybe I'd get you a snuggie of my face with the mm, podcast logo mm, on it. That's great. But That'd I thought that might have been a little too much. Yeah. So I want to talk to my wife about that. You might want situation. to. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it gets cold in our offices, but <laughs> so hey, we're so excited to have you guys here in our live season finale. Listen, we have some commenting and availability in chat. Please do so. Comment, chat, ask some questions. Later on at the end of this, we're going to have a live Q&A session with all three of the hosts, um, and we're so excited to be able to answer your questions and go through some content there. Um, I guess you're probably more here for the giveaways, oh, right, yeah. Josh? Oh, well, yeah. We've got a lot of stuff to give away today, and uh, we will be doing that at the end of the episode. So please, please stay with us and, uh, you know, 
Also, there's a QR code that we'll be putting up on the screen. Yep. You can use that to go to our registration page to enter to win. And there's also a link in the description that you can check out. Right down there at the bottom corner of the screen is a QR code. Use your phone, sign in, register for the giveaways. And about halfway point of this podcast live episode, we're going to cut that off and I'll let you know when that time comes. That way we're able to begin to draw winners. Now, listen, there's there's some information here. We are giving away a one-year streaming plan with BoxCast. Boom. And we're giving away the BoxCaster as well with that. So if you're a new client with us or new viewer and you've never had BoxCast as your service with us as a live streaming platform, we are giving away one free year of BoxCast. It's 1188 value and then a BoxCaster, which is 399 So we're super excited. If you are a, a fellow fan, favorite, subscriber, friend of ours, and you are a BoxCast subscriber, we got some awesome gear for you as well. We've got some swag here. We got, and this is the bundle you'll get. Mm. We've got a hat, shirt, and some stickers. You're gonna love it. And then we have for other someone else, we have the MV88 Plus video kit made by Sure. And uh, we also want to make sure we take some time to welcome, or I'm sorry, thank our sponsors. So Sure, you, if you're watching, and I really hope you are. We love you. Thanks for making this season great. Thank Thanks you. for making us sound great. Yeah, thank you for providing us some awesome equipment. We're very excited to use it, and we think it's some of the best out there. So yeah. And hey, we're in a new space. We are. Where are we? Space. Where are we? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. This is this Mordor or we, where is this? Yeah, we <laughs> undisclosed location. Undisclosed <laughs> <Yeah>. locations. <laughs> we uh. So we're no longer in my attic, which is really yeah. exciting, and we are back in the office, and we have a new studio space. And halfway through the episode. For the techies out there and the, the broadcast lovers out there, we're going to give you a breakdown behind the scenes view of what we're using today and all the new gear that we've equipped out for this. Oh, yeah. Dude, that video was awesome. I'm excited to show that. Yeah. So, but enough about us. Yes. It's time for the man of, of the hour. Well, at least for the next 20 minutes, <laughs> Sam Brenner. Sam, we're, again, we're so excited to have you yeah. on. Sam is our COO. Can you tell us what that means? Technically, it means chief operating officer, uh, but... You know, it's it's just a title. Just a title. I, I, yeah, it's just a title. There's there's nothing to it. I'm uh, I'm just happy to be here, and uh, I've been with the company for almost seven years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I started so you basically in, founded it. Yeah. More <laughs> or less. This was the joke beforehand. <laughs> I'll start every answer with like, well, so when I founded the company, and then our actual company yeah, yeah. was a bit upset. Sam but, actually uh, started out as my boss, and before Sam, I was just a clueless 23 year old wandering around the office with a camera. So. He's helped a lot of people and look, grow And look here. how far we've gone. <laughs> yeah. Now he's interviewing me. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. The, that's how the, the tables have turned. How the eh? tables have turned. Yeah. You don't know that this table is actually on a swivel. We can turn it around if we need <laughs> to, so you're fine. No, but I, I think I've had the pleasure of watching this company go through so many different stages. I yeah. think that's been really the beautiful part. So regardless of title or what, the, you know, what I've been responsible for, it's actually been great to see it go from... I was the 12th employee, so going from what those days used to be like, we all used to work in the same room. Yeah. So if you wanted to call a meeting back then, it would just be like, Gordon, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. you would stand up in the Team corner. Team huddle in the middle. Everyone get in the conference room. Right, yeah. there you go. So it's, de it's definitely, it's been amazing to see the maturation of the company, and, and we got a lot more growing to do, so oh, yeah. that's the exciting part. Real excited. Well, I kind of want to jump into a little bit about you, more outside of BoxCast. Blood um, type A, or oh, <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. Right, so. right. Do you like long walks on the beach? Yeah, Sam? like, uh, <laughs> huge pizza fan, that's Huge my, pizza fan. Huge pizza fan. Yeah, you took me for a pepperoni guy, mm. so. I love, yeah. See? We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later, okay. Later. So, man. Sam, tell me, about, uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, F Fairmont Arts Center. Oh. I, I've heard some wonderful things 
and I've heard some amazing things that you've participated in and done there. Can you give us a little bit of detail about that? I'd love to, and I appreciate you asking. Fairmount Center for the Arts is very close to my heart. Uh, so for the, I'm assuming not everybody uh, who's watching or listening is on the east side of Cleveland. So Fairmount Center for the Arts is a nonprofit arts organization that's been around for more than 50 years. And uh, the organization's about eight minutes from my house. And I've been a board member for almost three years. So at Fairmount, you can take dance classes that's ballet, hip hop, tap, whatever the case. My daughter takes dance lessons there. You can learn how to paint. You can learn how to sculpt. There's theater classes. It's just this beautiful place that is rich with the arts. And uh, so there's plenty of events there. Yeah. And one of the few ways that I can help out there is we actually gifted them a box cast experience plan. And they've used that to share those special experiences, those special events. Uh, things like we had our own raffle, like our own giveaway, not too different than this. We gave away $18,000. And the, wow. the grand prize of the raffle was $15,000. And we sold tickets, uh, not just in Ohio, we sold tickets all around the country. So we had a few people in person at the event, but we had a much larger audience who was tuning into the live stream. And oh, yeah. so there was this like big, you know, 30, 45 minute event that was super fun. We've, uh, we've live streamed recitals before. We've, uh, we've live streamed something called the Nutcracker at Home, which was this really interesting broadcast that was both live and pre-recorded content oh, together, cool. which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but I can't say enough about the organization. I love it. I'll love it until I die. It's a really special place. So do they, so they, they do, I mean, obviously you just said a bunch of arts classes, but they, they have acting classes? They do. Yeah. Are, are you? Oh, I was thinking for Josh. Well, oh, we yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> There's no like podcast interviewing classes yet, yeah, but yeah. you could take guitar lessons, piano lessons, and it's it, literally anyone from the age of two to 92. That's I mean, it really cool. is like, it's a really, really wonderful place. That's awesome. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. Fairmountcenter.org. So in your experience of that, because you had to start somewhere with live streaming, you already had a community, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, an arts community that you were willing to reach. I think what's what a lot of people can relate to, especially on this show, is their organizations that they they already have some events happening, mm -hmm. but they need to get get the message out there. Yeah. They need to promote the people. If you're getting started in that, and when you got started with Fairmont, how did you how did you get around to letting people know? So I, yeah, there's a couple things there. It's a really good question. I think about it a few ways. So what what was nice, and I think this is the same of many organizations, we had or we thought we had the content or the events that people would be interested in. So it mm -hmm. kind of starts there, All right? So like when you think about a 10-year-old's dance recital, you've got parents of that 10-year-old, you've got grandparents of that 10-year-old, right. you've got aunts, you've got uncles, you've got friends, and of course they don't all live in the area. So we had felt an interest in that sort of content. Same with like, we have a speaker series where we have an expert talk about Picasso or Da Vinci and the building is small enough where it's only gonna fit 50 or 70 people. There, we realized that the interest was more expansive than that. And so I think it's, it's part uh, recognizing that and just thinking of the various ways that we can share those experiences. You know, we don't like to say anymore, like you should have been there, <laughs> you know, like that doesn't, that doesn't work anymore. So what can we do to get them in the building for those type of experiences? And live video was, was just an obvious one right. for us. Uh, and, I, and then I think the other piece is the purpose of that organization. And I think purpose is very important. The purpose right. of that organization is to enrich lives through the arts. So if you were to take that purpose into a communication plan or into a live video plan, 
how do we enrich people's lives? It's not just in the building. We can enrich yeah. we can enrich people's lives through the arts by sharing it, by broadcasting it, uh, by showing people what we're doing here. So that was I think that was one of the main yeah. drivers. So you start with that core central message, which is actually what we do within this podcast. And and originally we set out to empower people to be better broadcasters mm -hmm. and to entertain people, but educate them at the same time. And I think every episode that we decide to go with too, it's the same thing. We start with, well, what do people want to learn about? What are people interested exactly. in? Yeah. yeah, I think I think having a why, of having a strong why for any content creation is extremely important. I think that's where you should start. Yeah, our, I know that when we talked about doing a podcast, and I'm sure it's the same way within an organization that's live streaming, I know within our BoxCast culture, the one thing that we wanted to discuss the most and have as our why was, how do we make people part of the experience, right? Right. And in BoxCast, that's a huge thing. So I guess my next question would be is, in that regard, especially for the Arts Center, what would you say to maybe creators um, or content people who are defining this content and defining what those purposes are and those motives, what can they do to build a live streaming audience then? So getting into after, let, let's assume we've got the purpose down. Yeah, let's assume, let's assume, we've, assume got we've got, that. got yeah. our why. You know who you are. You yeah. know, yeah. you know what, yeah. <laughs> Strong self-awareness yeah. as an organization. I, I, I think about it, and I'm going to be overly simplistic about it, but I think you have to start simple. I think overcomplicating in today's world of, of communications is can be a detriment. And I know there's a ton of forces that are like, you need to be on TikTok. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. Start with a promotion plan that you can execute on and that you can handle. And the first thing I would look at is the, the of the current channels you're using to communicate. So as an organization, whether you have an email list, mm -hmm. whether you have a Facebook page, maybe you have a YouTube page, whatever the case is, which one of those seems to do the best when right. you've been trying to communicate through it? It could even be a bulletin. You know, church that has a bulletin that like everybody reads, that's a place to communicate and from there you're using those channels to make sure people know that these live broadcasts are available. I think that's one of the things too, like consistency of messaging is, uh, I wouldn't assume because everybody who's listening and watching is an expert, but it, it's not a one time or a two time or a three time or a four time thing. Uh, this, is, this is just like key communication planning is you have to remind people not mm -hmm. only that you have a live broadcast that's available, but where to find it. And that consistency over time, don't expect that people who have not been watching that live broadcast before yeah. just automatically know, oh, I got to click on this thing or yeah. go to this channel. So in a variety of different places, making sure that they're well aware that, oh, my organization has a live broadcast now. This is how often they plan on doing it. Just set expectations for people and then, then keep the consistency. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That and does make sense. You, yeah. you guys do a very good job of this, or, or the you know the team well, on this, right? You know when the podcast is coming out. You do a very good job of letting people know. When. I, I must have gotten 12 <laughs> emails for this particular <laughs> podcast interview. It was just you. you and I'm like, you, dude, I know, I know it's at 11 o'clock. You I'm, only got I'm them. That's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but that is a, it's actually a very good example because this is still a, a small startup within a startup, right? right? This podcast is 10 episodes in. Letting people know how often you can tune in, where to find it, and then consistently driving that message is the same formula for any organization that's trying to let people know that they have a live broadcast. For sure, yeah. I mean, it's it's different than my mentality and my 
uh, first try at doing stuff uh, in that regard. I'm like the seed spreader. You've seen those seed spreaders where you're just like cranking it out, right? <laughs> you're like, just throw it anywhere it can go. You know, if it hits the wall, great. So you're, you're basically narrowing it down to narrow it down to a single area or two that would be the most effective that you've seen become most effective. Yeah. Cause I think you need wins in the early days. Like oh, it's yeah. nothing Small against victories. the, yeah. yeah, nothing against the seed spreader uh, idea, but that's probably a horrible way. <laughs> Do you edit this podcast? No, <laughs> no. But in, in, in the, it, it's more like the scattershot yeah, type, yeah. type of approach. I think, and again, I'm making an assumption, but most of these organizations that are listening, they don't have these large teams. They don't have That's a social true, media yes. team or a comms team of 10 people. So the thought of even just managing and coming up with promotional content through Facebook, through email, through snail mail, through this, through that, it, it can get overwhelming and it actually, I think, can crush a promotions plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, I, the way I would suggest going about it is look at those two channels that, that currently are probably the strongest. And by the way, email still going strong. True and <laughs> right. Oh, just, right. Just not carry an oldie but a goodie. What just not it? carrier pigeon. No, yeah. don't, yeah. don't do carrier pigeon. Yeah, what did I tell you the other day? I, <laughs> I love telegrams. Yeah, telegrams. <laughs> <laughs> Who's getting back into telegrams these days? Get back. Yeah, comment in the section. But if you think about that, you're like, well, we have a really strong Facebook page. We've, we've had a strong Facebook page for three years. Well, start there, right? right? Because, by the way, that's where your eyeballs are. Right. You can grow into more channels as, as you get more comfortable uh, and start adding on. So maybe like spreading the seeds a little more from there. But yeah. I think you want those little wins. And uh, the last thing I'll say before I, I end this rant is be consistent. Right, and this is—I think this is most important when you get into what I would refer to as the dog days of content creation, which is you're seven episodes in, or you're twelve broadcasts in, and now all the hype and excitement has started to settle. To, to settle, yeah, right? right? What you have to do is push through that, and usually go back to your why are we doing this? What's the purpose of this? What's yeah. the value that this live broadcast is bringing? Because that consistency over time, don't give up. This takes a long time. You, I, let me ask you, because you and yeah. I used to work even closer together. Do you remember when we first started, what our YouTube channel even looked like? It had nothing. Yeah. There was nothing to it. Yeah, it I made a comment bounce. to Gordon. Was I was empty. like, we're a video company, and we don't even have a YouTube channel, let yeah. alone. Now, we have over 20,000 subscribers. It has taken a long time, and it's taken a lot of different attempts and tries at what content makes sense as soon as he got on to tech tips Mm -hmm. we immediately found our voice and we found that thing that we felt like brought the the best value i mean we used to have that the show like what a disaster yeah outside the box yeah yeah. i was just gonna (laughs) say yeah outside the box we had to experiment though we had to experiment and that was really key for us and then we eventually found our why by experimenting and our why was we just got to help our customers yeah. get better at this. Yeah. We want to get better at it. We got to help our customers get better at it. And then right. everything we did from there centered around like teach people how to be better broadcasters. Yeah. And, and, and then that's when we started seeing growth, when we stuck to that core motive of helping yeah. people yeah. grow. That, that's, so. a, that's an interesting thing to think about, though, Sam, because like there is, there, there is value in not succeeding all the way through your initial plan. 100%. There's so much value in that. I, I, if you could just, if you could speak to the audience, like who who are struggling in that department right now, who are just 
in the middle of this grind of just trying to get viewers. Like, I mean, you have a house of worship space. I mean, houses of worship have been devastated all over the country with COVID. And you've got businesses being devastated and organizations trying to find a new way to, to stretch their voice and brand. Can you just speak to the audience about how that value is so important and just keep going? Like, I think it comes from like a company that has had to, you know, Boxcast has had to find ways to work through yeah. these things as well. Yeah. And I just feel like your dynamic and understanding of, of audience engagement is so important, especially with, you know, the, the art center being on. What a sweetheart. We're just, yeah, we're just, I just find it interesting. I really, I really find it interesting. You <laughs> no, have such I, a really cool insight about no, it. No, I, I appreciate the question. So there's a key word, or I think there's a key characteristic that you have to bring, especially when times are difficult. Right. And difficult is probably an understatement, but it's that adaptability. And you also have to have a little bit of grit and perseverance because things aren't going to, things are not, you're not going to bat a thousand. I always find it, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I know enough about it to where like, I think the, and Gordon can confirm this because Gordon apparently is a, a baseball ace. He almost played for the Indians. Uh, I just stole his thunder. But, <laughs> uh, but you think about that, like a really good batter bats like 400. You know, so 40% of the pitches they're seeing is a hit, and you're like, that person's incredible, right? So you're not going to bat a 1,000. You have to be comfortable failing, and the faster you can fail, the better. But the key there is both learn from it, learn what's not working. For example, if, you're, if everybody's been telling you as an organization, get on Twitter, Start, get on Twitter. You got to be on Twitter. Got to be on Twitter. And it's, solve all your problems. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> or get on TikTok. And you're like, why am I getting on TikTok? Like, I don't yeah. need to. It's not where my audience is. And you fail, you fail, you fail. You have to be able to take the learnings from it. Why did this not work? And you have to be able to adapt. Yeah. Be adaptable. Right. Shift and listen. Listen to your viewers. If your audience is like, I didn't know we had a Twitter. Like, but but like, I love your emails. Yeah. Lo- you're like, okay, they're telling me something. Yeah, here. there like, they are. Let's yeah. get back to emails. Pick up on the nuances. Yeah. So. Adaptability, I think, is really key. And you, you do have to have a little bit of that. A thick skin might be the wrong way of looking at it, but grit and perseverance to get through it and uh, just you know make sure you can survive and that you see the future of it. You're like, I know this is yeah. going to work. This happened at Fairmount. I mean, Fairmount's a nonprofit organization. And during COVID, where everything happened in that building, there mm-hmm. was no concept of, of if we could teach classes online. Once you... I give the executive director at the time an enormous amount of credit. She immediately recognized what was going on there, and she said, we got to change the way we're doing things. Right. We, are, we are still going to be able to offer classes on site, and it's going to be masked, and it's going to be this, and it's going to be that. But let's play around with classes. It, it, it brought up a program called Arts U, where now Gary, who lives how, – how far from here? Uh, two and a half hours. You don't have to give your location because you're very famous now? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no. My TikTok is exploding right now. <laughs> I bet, yeah. Yeah, my, uh, uh, what's it? Oh, my MySpace. That was the joke. My MySpace, my Zanga page. My MySpace is. Uh, my MySpace and Zanga page. <laughs> it's really going up right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you're, you don't live close. No, to the center, absolutely But not. if Gary slacked me and said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of interested in sculpting, you could, well, sculpting's a bad example, but watercolors. You could take a watercolor class from your home with Fairmount, and that's something that did not exist pre-COVID. But that's reacting to, to an external right. force right. using technology like a Zoom to say, like, okay, we can offer this class. That kind of adaptability is what is going to keep organizations, no matter what type you are, 
uh, surviving and thriving. Absolutely. Another thing that, um, and this is just to speak to video people specifically, because I always am very production minded. And yes. so when I think live stream, the first few things that come to my mind are like cameras, lighting, audio, etc. But yeah. we're talking about promotion. And as, and I'm sure most of the audience today has live streamed some kind of an, an event, right? And they're, your initial stress comes in like, how am I going to make this thing go live? So you're so yes. stressed out about production. And one thing that helped when we were working together, especially getting the YouTube channel started was like, what if we took that like 80, 20 rule of 80% production, 20% promotion, and we flipped it on its head and we put 80% into promotion and awareness yeah. and 20% in a, in a product, in a production, the 80, and 20 rule. Yeah. Yeah, and we just flipped it, and it's it's easy as a video person. You're you're in the booth, you're behind the camera, whatever. Your mindset is like, I just need this to work. What if you spent more time just trying to promote it and build that audience first, and start minimal with your production, yeah. and then let that scale over time as you get more viewers, as yeah. you build an audience, etc. Yeah, that makes sense in a lot of regard, especially when you're. There's so many people out there doing so many things when it comes to video and live streaming and production. And there, obviously, you'll find your niche and, and get involved. But it's it's how do you build the audience? And I and I, I really like the concept of stick to your guns, go simple, and don't quit. Right. Right. Which I really love that concept. So I'm gonna throw a, a question we didn't discuss at you. Great. <laughs> um, something that just came into my head as we were discussing some things and talking about a few things. And um, my middle name is Jack. Yes, that's that's <laughs> perfect. Um, I'm thinking more along the lines of community. Oh, yeah. Um, if you can just give me your thoughts, do you think there's strength in numbers when it comes to this live streaming business? Uh, expand on that. What do you mean? I mean that users and people who are live streaming and have never live streamed before, maybe have done it on a, on a low scale they find value in being in a community of people who have done it and have failed and have succeeded. And do you think that plays into keeping that grit and keeping that strength and keeping that go drive? Yeah, I, I very much so. And I'm a big believer in whether the live streaming company can help you with it or you do it on your own accord of go and find. So if you're, if you're a church or a synagogue and you know of another one, especially in town that has gone through a similar journey, reach out. Hey, how did this work for you? Right? It doesn't even have to be in the same space. Mm -hmm. So if, if there's a high school down the road and you're a municipality, but you realize that that high school has been streaming its basketball games, its football games for two years, go and learn, right? Most people, I, I can't even imagine, and don't do it, but I can't even imagine people just being like, no, I'm not sharing. You know, I'm not sharing my best practices. I'm not sharing what worked for me. That's, I don't believe humans are like that. So building that community of people who have gone through it, this, likely the same problems, mm -hmm. I think is super important. And uh, staying tapped into that because the thing we're, we're not avoiding, but we're sort of circling around is if you're going to get into live broadcasting the way that we would like to see you do it, this is a forever thing. Yes. Yeah. So the, the commitment to that and the energy that you pour into it, the time you pour into it, the dollars that you're going to eventually pour into it, mm -hmm. if you're already committing to that, then you're essentially committing to like, I am going to have a continuous improvement mindset around live broadcasting, oh, around, yeah. around live streaming, any way that you can improve, whether that's 
watching tech tips or reading blog posts or going to talk to the organization down the street. Like over time, you build your knowledge up. You also build your confidence up. Right. And you become like Josh and Wade. And like you become. It, I've just, always wanted to yeah, be like Josh and Wade. If, I mean. Yeah, Wade was cool as a cucumber back there, and I he's know, got right? you know hundreds of people viewing. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's we're, okay, we're man. It's very suave. Yeah, even though he has so much coffee all the time. I don't know what, yeah, look at the other thing. He's asleep. Be, <laughs> Wait, wake up. He's so calm. He's asleep. Uh, you'd be amazed too how like how collaborative other content creators are. Pe- like you said, people yeah. aren't gonna close their doors to you. We we talk to other channels all the time. We work with other channels. We work with other brands. And people are willing to unveil what works for them and show you their secret sauce in a sense because they they want to see you they want to see you grow too and it usually ends up feeding off of each other. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always all about reaching out to other content creators and for sure. Seeing how 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 they do things. Am yeah, I allowed sure. to ask you guys a question or? Yeah. Well, what do we? Uh... I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Well, the other thing I'm thinking about too, in that adaptability, learning type of mindset, how do you feel about uh, of your listeners of the first nine episodes when you when if and when you do get feedback, what's the space for that, right? So if you're trying to improve the podcast, and even the feedback that we're inevitably going to get. From this episode, that's yeah. like, listen, Brenner's never invited back. It's a disaster. <laughs> Gary's right? mic is too hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it typically is. <laughs> What's the space, though, for, for people who are locked into your content? They love it. They're obviously tuning in, but they have some feedback for you. Talk to me a little bit about that. Like organizations are gonna are are gonna get inevitably get that too, right? You put out a live video on a Wednesday and a Saturday. Do you go back to that audience and say, what'd you think? What worked? What didn't? What's the space for that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I read every comment. I know Josh. Yeah, I was going to say, Josh reads every comment. Look at you. Yeah. Um, I usually go in and read comments and then ask Josh what he thought about the comments and what did he say to the comment. <laughs> um, or, hey, I've got a comment and I don't want to post it. What Maybe you guys should post it instead. <laughs> um, we're always – I've always been one who's okay with good criticism. Mm-hmm. And I feel like – as a content producer and creator and you know an audiophile who just loves that um i want to progress and get always get better so yeah. even negative criticism is to me considered good criticism so and i just i think that's something we generally want yeah and i i know that most people you know there's a there's a lot of people that will tell you don't read the comments and and <laughs> That's understandable to a degree once you get to a level of viewership. Well, when where somebody says, I don't like your face, that's not, yeah, that's not so constructive normal. feedback. That's yeah. just like, wow. That's... Yeah, exactly. But yeah. until you have like a thousand true fans and mm. you have a core group, you need those little tidbits of feedback yeah. to understand what's going well and what isn't. It's just like, it would be no different than doing stand up comedy, where when you're doing stand up, which I've never done, obviously. And mm. when you're doing stand up comedy, mm. You know, I'm sure that you use the audience to tell you what's funny and what's not, you know? And that's like, you know, that's easy because you're with them in the room. With live streaming, all you have is a digital space and, and digital comments and, and feedback in that sense to tell you what's going well in the episode and what isn't. Yeah. And we read everything because that helps us make tweaks and that helps provide suggestions for new episodes and things like that. So we love to hear that. Now, sure, are you gonna are you going to get to a point where your channel's got millions of subscribers and millions of viewers each week 
to where there's going to be a few bad eggs that ruin it for you. Yeah. And then that's when you start filtering things and not worrying about it. But when you're just getting started. At that point, you have an assistant. You've <laughs> yeah. got multiple assistants. That, exactly. that's, that's a whole different ballgame. Exactly. You don't even have to don't, worry about Don't even worry about that yeah. yet. I, I would say soak it in. Have some, t- have some thick skin, like you said. Yeah. People are going to say some critical things and use it as feedback and be really objective about it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I know our time's uh, kind of drawn to a close here. Um, Do you want me to take Gordon's time? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I mean, it's up to Gordon, though, I guess. Um, And I'm fired. (laughs) So I would just like to reiterate, I know know you, many of you have questions. Uh, Many of you are asking some really cool things in the comment sections. Um, and getting, you know, kind of getting your ideas and things out there. And that's great. Um, we will have a comment question time at the end of this um, full episode to go over any of those. Just keep posting, please. Um, keep putting them in there because we, A, we want to hear from you. We want to we want to be able to respond to you. We feel like that communication between us and our audience is very important. Um, and if you have questions for Sam um, and here in a little bit, Gordon, please post those and we'll get them to them and get a response to you about those as soon as possible. Okay. But in the meantime, Sam, thanks for coming on, buddy. I'm so, thanks, Sam. so grateful that you joined us. It was the, it's going to be the pleasure of my whole week. So thank you guys so much for having me. When can I come back? Well, uh, our people will call <laughs> look, your look people. At, look at, he's like, that was an unplanned question. <laughs> our, our people will call your people. How's that yeah. sound? No, this was fun. Yeah. You could tell when something goes really fast that hopefully that you guys had a, a good time. time. Yeah. And I hope, I hope you all enjoyed it. We too. had a great time. Man. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Sam. So uh, what we're going to do now is actually we're going to take a quick break just to show you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes tour of how we put this space together, the gear we're using, and uh, you can geek out on the cameras, the lighting, the sound, et cetera. So let's go ahead and cut away to that. And when we come back, we will have Wade Clark, our other video producer, and Gordon Daly, our CEO. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Hey, what's up guys? Thanks so much for tuning in. While we're in between topics here, we just wanted to give you a quick behind the scenes look at our new studio. Let's dive right in. So what we have set up today is specifically for podcasts, but the beauty of this room is it gives us a ton of versatility to create different sets. We can produce our tech tips videos and webinars over here, and we can get a completely different look by shooting into the brick wall over here. On the other side, we can completely pivot and face out towards the office with this giant window. That gives us a better feel of what office life is like at BoxCast, and it's great for culture content. For live producing our podcast, we're using a Canon C70 for our A camera, and then we've got two R6s to the side for our B cameras. The C70 acts as our wide shot, and the two R6s get close-ups of both of our hosts. We really love the C70 because internally we can record up to 4K60, and it gives us a nice, clear cinematic image and we can also plug it into AC power and let it run all day. We wanted a camera that would be a good hybrid for both post-produced content and our live shows. The C70 can definitely do both. Our B cameras are Canon's EOS R6, and they give us similar picture quality to the Canon C70. They are missing some basic functionality that work well for live podcasts and longer form content, one of them being battery life. Mirrorless cameras like the R6 don't have great battery life, so you need to mod them to make them work as studio cameras. We put a battery pack on the bottom of them, but the battery can be run on AC power also, so you can just leave it plugged in. Lastly, and this is the only thing to consider if using a mirrorless camera, is that they do output over micro HDMI, which will only give you about 15 feet of cable run, and then you have to convert it. So we are converting our HDMI output to a decimator to run into our switcher via SDI. 
So the three mics we'll be using, you've seen them before in past episodes, are Shure MV7s. They're super easy to use, they can output to a mixer, they can plug right into your computer, and they sound amazing. If you're looking for an all-around podcast mic, this is the perfect fit for you. So lights can get really, really expensive very quickly. We were looking for something that could fill up the room, give us a soft, nice glow, without having to completely break the bank. That's why we went with Amaron 100X bicolor LEDs. They're fairly straightforward, they allow you to warm and cool, they're very easy to use. In addition, to get that nice soft glow that we were looking for, we bought an Aperture Lantern to attach to the front of it. Now specifically for the podcast, we actually have a program monitor here, so everybody that's actually hosting can see when they're live, what shot they're on, and even if we have PowerPoint, we can overlay it here too to reference the slides. Now here's a hot tip. When we were specking out this room, we had a hole cut in the wall so we could route all our cabling to our rack on the other side. In our past studio, we used to have to run cabling under the door or cram it or try to find some weird way to go up and over the room and it just was a nightmare. So you can see it all runs through one place. It's a little bit of a mess right now, but we're gonna clean it up later. Oh, you might be wondering, what's our fourth camera? Well, it's a little bit too complex to explain right now. We still haven't figured out what to do with it but Wade bought it on Craigslist. So right here outside the studio, we have a production hub where a director can see what's happening in there and he can control everything all from one spot. We also give him the ability to have his own camera just in case he wants to chime in during the podcast. Here we've got ATEM software control, which we are able to apply graphics, switch camera angles, and adjust audio levels from. We have our multi-view monitor here where we can look at all of our angles. Right now it's a little bit empty. Here we have our BoxCaster Pro, which we like to put right under the ATEM software control because it allows you to monitor stream diagnostics and make sure your stream is healthy. Right next to the director's table, we actually have our switcher, our hyperdeck recorder, and a surge protector with six outlets on the front and six on the back. This gives us the ability to run all our cabling in one spot, and it's a little bit cleaner out here than if we had everything in the studio space. So that's just a brief overview of all the gear we've had set up today. But if you want a deeper dive, take a look at the kit link we have in the description. It'll show you every piece of equipment we're using to produce this today. If you have any questions or you want to dive deeper, let us know in the comments below. Thanks for watching and happy streaming. Welcome back, guys. I hope you enjoyed that studio tour. I know it's one of my favorite videos, and we're so excited to have a beautiful building and renovations that we did here, and this is going to do some amazing content creation, Wade. I am so excited. I know. I was place. pumped. We actually filmed that video on Wednesday, and then we just kind of pumped it out the, like oh, yesterday so awesome. on Thursday so we could get it to you guys. And then um, it also will be on our YouTube channel probably sometime next week. We want to add some things and clean it up a teeny bit. But you guys, so if you want to see it again, we'll For post sure. that later. So I do want to make sure everybody is aware that the register to win for our giveaway is going to close in the next minute. Um, that way we have plenty of time to draw and winners. And it's in the corner there. It is in the corner, so you have about a minute left. We are going to close that out, so that way we can draw the winners and make sure we announce them live here during our Q&A session. And no more further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, 
Gordon Daly, our CEO. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Jordan, I'm so believe. happy you're here. I didn't know I was going to get the opportunity to join you guys on the greatest podcast that I know of. So oh, thanks for having thanks. me. Thank you. Thank oh, you. He's throwing it out. I love it, man. Bigger fan than Sam. What? Oh, wow. Oh, hear that, Sam? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Sam was a little he left, like, right? He's, Sam's yeah. gone. We're good. Yeah. Okay. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to experience that. It's okay. But hey, so Gordon is our CEO. He's also a co-founder of Boxcast, and in my opinion, the better looking one. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. But I'm so excited to have you here because we have some really cool questions for you, and we want to hear some some interesting stories from you about Boxcast. So I'm going to ask you, dude. Where did you come up with an idea to start a live streaming company? Oh, I'm an open book on all these questions. Have at it. You know, this one is actually one of the most esoteric answers that people hear of when starting companies. Because of all places, we started in a funeral home. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I, I know you guys. I know you guys know some of this story, but I don't think that all the audience has heard it. A funeral home director came to us. He said, "I'd love for you to build us a website." We were just freelancing, right? We love technology outside the day jobs. We thought it'd be fun to, to, to build websites and learn some new technologies. And he said, I want a new website. We said, sure. And then some time went by. He said, you know what would be great? It's just like in Las Vegas when people go get married. They elope and they want to allow their loved ones to see it happening via live stream. I want to stream our funeral services just like they do those weddings. And we thought to us, this is 10 years ago, which is a crazy thought because now it's, now it's normal. Now but, it's normal, yeah. Yeah, but it was a crazy thought to say that they'd want to do that. We said, well, hey, we think it's kind of a strange idea, but we'd love to help you. So we did. Wow. And that's the start of it. Yeah, I actually, and I, and I know we don't have it to queue up, but I love, um, you showed us, you know, in one of our meetings one day, uh, kind of like the first picture of the box in like a shoe box, right? Or am I saying that wrong possibly? It was like one of the first kind of prototypes and it was like in a box and you were just like- But wait a minute. I don't think Wade knew, oh. Wade didn't know I was he bringing didn't know that. It. I didn't tell Well, this either. isn't the one, this is not yeah. the one, but yeah, we do. I mean, you always kind of draw it up when with, with a little box and it was actually, the first one we did was even smaller than this. This was the here, pro version. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you got this it. is the pro version box. I did, I couldn't find the other one. I know it's somewhere, but we even have a screen for it and you can see we've got our xlr inputs because we knew the xlr was the way to go with the pro and um yeah i mean you it was it was a little bit smaller even at the time right and this was back in the time when everybody was using computers still for everything i think the ipad had just come out and everyone was saying well the ipad's never going to work and mobile phones might be something one day um, I know this is dating me. This is afraid. You guys ask these questions and <laughs> well, make me look just, really old. We've just come so far with technology. It's crazy. Because, again, when you – I didn't even think about that. But when you kind of started live streaming and, and BoxCast was kind of slowly becoming a thing, I mean, that was definitely when mobile phones – did you ever think you'd stream from a phone? It's like – Probably not, but well, maybe. I definitely did because there's yeah. a camera on that thing. But yeah. at the time, it, they called it the post-PC revolution. Mm. Isn't that odd? Like yeah. now we think of like that's the last thing you'd think of, post-PC revolution. But you have to remember, Justin and I, so there's three co-founders that are actively involved in the company, four original ones. Joel was originally with the company, great guy. But Ron, Justin, and I, after he moved away, kind of stuck with BoxCast to make it really go. And um, Justin and I were working building computers for industrial automation applications, oh, okay. right? So mission control applications where if the computer doesn't work, people die. And you couldn't depend on the Windows 95 to, right. at the time or yeah. Windows 2000 or Windows, whatever version it was, XP to work reliably. You just couldn't depend on it. So we knew how to build these little computers to do dedicated tasks. And at the time, video streaming couldn't really be done well on a computer. You had to have dedicated hardware to do it well. Right. Right. Yeah, and is that kind of what sparked? Because um, if you're watching this, you may know this, but the boxcaster is automated, or is automated, right? It and is. So, like, 
how did you guys know that was kind of the way you wanted to do it? Was Good it because yeah. all right? Yeah, great question. Well, I mean, the special hardware is really important for making the video look great because people yeah. care about how the video looks. Yes. I know we're all into the zoom of not looking great because it just gets the job done. But I think in everyone's hearts, they love high quality video. I, they do. Yeah. And you need a good hardware to do that. But at the time, at the time, it was more a matter of just the complexity of configuring the device mm -hmm. to work properly. Sure, yeah. People didn't know how to configure their routers. They didn't know how to configure their computers to do these things. They didn't want it to stall or install. You had to have an input box to get the video. You still have to have an input box into a computer. The display port or the HDMI port yeah. or whatever video the capture, video yeah. port, it's all yeah. out. It's not really going in. You still right. have to have a ca exactly capture. So it was all about simplicity because in the earliest days, it was people didn't know how to do it. And right. you were talking earlier about communities. Yeah. How communities have all this amazing content. They do. And that's what I, I mean, that's one of the best things about, I think, America. I mean, I love being an American, of course, and I've had the chance to live all over the world. One of the things that I think makes America unique is these activities that people do after hours within their community, whether it's a little bit of school, whether it's within their faith, whether it's in their extracurricular activities. Americans do that more than anybody else in the world. Mm -hmm. And... And that content is of such value to people because their passions are there. Yeah. And their loved ones can't always be there to see it. That's true. And, a, you know, 10 years ago, we saw that need. Yeah. And that's what made us so excited about going into video streaming is because we saw the need. I played baseball. You guys talked about that before. By the way, Sam, it's 300. A good batting average is 300. <laughs> so even less. But, yeah, even less. You only have to bat probably 250. Even now, now that you can't put the special rosin on your fingers to throw the, the, the baseball the even better, wow. it's, 200 is almost a good batting average these days. But uh, joking aside, you know, those organizations, they didn't know how to do it or even where to get started. And so the simplicity really was the breakthrough factor for us in the beginning. So it's really yeah. picture, it's picture quality, yep. it's reliability, and it's simplicity. And I, it hasn't changed. Look, I even brought a oh, prop. Zoom props. in on this. I got more props. Look <laughs> right, at this. Hold it up. In front. He said, "Zoom in Ten, on it." Zoom right. in on go. ten years ago. We were talking about know-how, risk, and video quality. That's simplicity, right? Reliability and video quality. It's odd. Ten years, guys, nothing's changed. Organizations still need those three things. And if they, if they have those three things, what's amazing is that the content that they have that's built in, they can showcase that with everybody that wants right. to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking about, and I love the story. I didn't know that, actually. That's kind of funny. I didn't know that you oh, really? got, yeah, you got like a job from a funeral home to do. Like the first video stream, actually, we saved the video file is of a casket with a body in it in a wow. dark room after we figured out how to fix something. Anyway, that's move on. moving on. <laughs> but it's great because of the fact that it's an, such a unique way to enter into this, this idea of offering live streaming to people. So I want to I want to go to what you would tell anyone is the purpose of Boxcast. But besides being a live streaming platform, the purpose of this of Boxcast. Oh yeah, the why behind it is really simple. Uh we want people to be a part of these meaningful experiences, right? How can we connect people? How can we make people part of the experiences what it all comes down to? And that was the case back then and that's definitely the case now. If you were to tell me 10 years ago that now we'd be streaming literally millions of events a year to hundreds of millions of people, I would have been blown away to think mm -hmm. that we could have made that kind of a difference. And I think it's a big motivator at BoxCast for the employees. You know, People really hardly ever leave BoxCast. Over the last 10 years, we've started to hire people. I get, well, not 10 years. We, 
I think we've launched in 2013 was when we fired when we hired our first employee. So few people have left because they're so excited about the difference we're making in people's lives. The technology is cool. The yeah. content we're streaming is cool. Yeah. So interesting. Oh, we'll oh, talk. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's so many. There's so many interesting things. Maybe so we can share. And, and I'll say this: I want to share a story. Um, and I think I think you know about this. We we had the opportunity last year to stream something called Riley's Dream Day. Did you ever hear oh, about yeah, this? I remember that. And yeah. this is just a quick story that you know you might not know if you. I don't think we've talked about it on the pod or anything. But just talking about that meaningful content where it was about this little girl, and I believe she had cancer, and she didn't have too long to live, and it was incredibly. Super, it was obviously very very sad. Um, trying not to get like teary, but we got the opportunity. It was me, Josh, and Sam Hartman, who's a designer here, to go down to it was Canton, Ohio, and these two teams uh, brought together, and they pretty much signed Riley to a college team. She was ten, but we got to live stream that through Boxcast, and we, and I think they had like a thousand people view like that day for those two or three hours, and we got to follow her around on a practice field, and um, it's just moments like that where I I you know I appreciate working here, but the fact that we can share that message and have that experience for that family is is like why we do this yeah right? you know and and what the power of box guys can do it totally hit you know when it first hit me like in a very tangible way was when a mother of a volleyball player because you know we do serve a lot of churches now um but back in 2013 churches were not ready for, to really stream mm -mm. we had to convince them as to why this was important they were they thought of it i think a little bit as a threat and uh we picked up you know, a few hundred colleges. That's where I think we really kind of got our start in the earliest days. But I had a college mom leave me a voice message just saying in tears how much she's thankful that she could actually watch the game. Because the methods that people were using to stream at the time were so poor that she couldn't yeah. follow the action because when the ball moves fast, you can't see it, right? Yeah. So, so we've talked about the past, about BoxCast. And I kind of want to jump off of BoxCast in general, and I want to move to what you would think is the future of live streaming. Like, what does the future of live streaming actually look like? Well, the future is very, very bright. It's such a fun thing to now live in a world where everyone understands what video streaming is, number one. Because yeah. we've spent so much time trying to teach people that it's worth doing, and now everyone, everyone gets that naturally. But with what's happening is expectations of quality levels are a little bit lower so now it's even more important for every organization to just give it a shot, right? Right. I think at BoxCast, we will always focus on how can we make it easier for people to make their content out there? How can we make it easier for them to make it look great? We've got the, we've got the benefit of networking becoming better and better and better with time, which just increases the likelihood of success. And of course, BoxCast flow is incredible for making that quality go out when they want to. But you know, one thing that's really gonna change is that there's gonna be a lot more interactivity with people that's happening that are watching the viewers that are happening that um, that are, the viewers that are watching that event how can they be involved in the show mm -hmm. what trends do you see are starting to pick up um, outside of you know say interactive content what kind of trends do you have you noticed in the industry that are becoming maybe just little sproutlings that are getting ready to go outside of outside of just interactivity yeah um, I well we talked about we talked about video quality always being a thing um, the world in society understands virtual events and that is a quality level that is, for broadcasters, pretty terrible. It really is. Frame yeah. rate's low, dropouts are frequent. I, yeah, I've used a lot of other products. Obviously, I'm not gonna say names, but I've used other products where I'm like, I just wish I could use BoxCast. And it's, and it's like, but, there, but so many people are like, hey, we're, we're used to this thing, we're gonna use it. And I'm like, maybe you guys should just, like, I don't, I don't say it because they're hiring me to do video, but I'm like, can we use this other, can we use BoxCast? I know the quality is going to be good. I know it's reliable. I know it's going to work. 
and then verse like okay let me capture card into your computer and plug into whatever right so, so if you think about this situation though what it is what we want to offer is users to have choices mm-hmm. yeah. do you want the choice of having it be highly interactive and maybe you'd have to based on networking constraints bring that quality level down just a little bit yeah but it's still gonna be a lot better than what you can see with zoom yeah. or maybe it's an important thing to have perfect so just give it a little bit more delay with boxcast flow let yeah. the user choose what they want to do yeah, okay yeah. and then they'll be able to flip and flop between those two right so i think that that's going to be a really interesting thing for us to continue to do is let the users choose to do what they want gary the other thing i'm really really excited about is that boxcast is going to find ways to make it easier for people to get started without having to uh, charge them a bunch of money from the start. Right. Right. We want to, how is it, what is it that we can do to let people experience what we know is a great product because everyone loves BoxCast because the retention rates are so high with BoxCast. What is it we can do to get in their hands to get them to have value and share that with the friends to also have value without having to, you know, get caught up with, you know, getting charged something. What's the most value we can give to people to have them get something out of it? I think is something that we're really excited about finding a way to do this year in 2022. Yeah. I know Wade had asked you pre-show. Um, I I want you to answer it here because I think it would be interesting for our audience to maybe comment a little bit about it. Drop a line in in our chat. Um, Wade, do you want to ask him about it or do you want me to? Is there an elephant you guys are talking about? No, not an elephant. It's just... No, no, no. We were talking right here. Uh, Yeah, we we were were talking here. No, pretty pretty much so. And Because we're... I'm a tech video nerd yes and there are other tech video nerds probably listening to this who might wonder are you ever going to easily be able to like stream in 4k now i'm not saying with boxcast because i have my own opinion on it too which i'm i think we're going to go back and forth a little bit on it but just in general do you think the industry will catch up to 4k or people will actually want even want to stream in 4k or i i I just figured i'd ask i don't know or just see your opinion on it like do you even think we need it right now well, I yeah. okay, so I love 4K too, yeah. right? Because I love looking at something and see something crisp. Yeah. Um, but as far as as far as when is it going to really hit, it depends on when customers want it. We've had right. the technology forever, yeah. right? Box, we're, box at Boxcast, we've had the Boxcaster Pro that was 4K 60 cable with HEVC encoding for yeah. for years and years. Yeah. And so, and everybody knows there's limitless computing power in the cloud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time for when customers really want it. So if customers really want it, tell us. Yeah, you know, we'll make it available to them. But from what we can tell, people just haven't really demanded that as the most important thing for them. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured too. And, and actually, to completely side this, but it's still a 4K topic. My dad, like two years ago, was like, "Should I get a 4K TV?" And I was like, "You can." I was like, "You have a good TV now." I was like, "I'm sure it would help." But dad, a lot of the shows you watch might not even be filmed in 4K. <laughs> so I was like, "So pick your poison. Like you're gonna get a 4K TV, and they might not be like outputting in 4K." Um, so maybe just as time will tell, I think people will. Clements that, is, that, Clements that was is like, rolling right now. That was now. like two <laughs> years ago. Though. I'm just trying to give you an example over there. Clements, Clements is rolling right <laughs> now. Here's the thing, though. You got to think about it this way. Think, ask yourself in 10 years from now. Yeah. Did you want your brand to look like it filmed it in SD? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes when you see those, like that exact situation, what you're talking about is it looks pretty dated. Yeah. So if you want your brand to be a little bit more timeless. Starting to capture 4K is better. Yes. You have so much more flexibility to do things, whether you wanted to pan it or you want to crop in on yeah. something. Um, we just yeah. most more recently, like Clements and I, probably in the last six months, are like, okay, pretty much every project is 4K. 
yeah, because you, we have the cameras who can do it now and it's not yeah. killing us on memory and so here's but, the thing is if yeah. all your equipment supports it then ideally why not start capturing yeah, it why right. not start streaming it like right, that right, right, so right. i mean but uh, what i want to know is hey if you're listening to this audience how i mean do you want it and if so what is it worth you doing because we'd be happy to do it if, yeah. it, if it makes sense for everybody absolutely yeah. for sure yeah i'm, I'm going to switch gear on you you know that's always a good thing and we're just so everybody's aware we're, this is not a product announcement live webinar stream okay this is a podcast episode and we just we want to hang out with some friends and talk about live streaming and everything that goes with it so but i really am interested if you have maybe a little little secret information that you know we can toss out there a little little cheese for the mice. Oh, a little teaser. A little teaser. You know, this gets me in trouble. You know that, right? <laughs> you don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. You can say no if you want. Yeah. It's. I'm just saying, if you have one, can you share it? Would you share it? If you don't have one, I mean, you know. I, I'll leave you a few bread breadcrumbs. Yeah, some bread crumbs right? But I'm not going to leave you a slice of bread or a loaf of bread. No, right? no, no. I think no, that's no. what you're looking for. Sorry, guys. You at BoxCast should expect exciting products from us in the future. No doubt about it. We are really thrilled about it. Um, we don't want to rush it. We don't want to talk about it too much. But what I can suggest to you is that you can expect better interactivity tools. You can expect better, higher quality levels, right? And you can expect us to be meeting customers with where they're at in terms of getting value out of what they want, right? So um, the, the the future is so bright at BoxGas. Yeah, I'm excited about it. And that's why it's it's fun. I mean, we, you know, we've probably tripled our engineering team, right, over the course of the last last year and a half so i want to uh i want to see what, what what that yields yeah and uh i i just i can't give more than that or that's else. perfect i might no, that's perfect. perfect i might Stop get in trouble <laughs> i have another question Cut the mic, but you've Josh. heard it first though here i'm telling you you've heard it first we're building our own data center that's <laughs> no that's what's gonna happen <laughs> there was no. a time there was a time when we considered that yeah yeah um all right i think we're kind of getting close to wrapping it up we're G, in there, and yeah. um I guess our last kind of question to you is if you're a new organization or you're new to streaming, how can someone maybe either get started or what would you recommend? Or, um, I know you're probably talking about it all the time with like other people at basketball games for your kids or whatever, just, but like someone asks you like, Hey, how do I start streaming? What, what, what can I do? You know, it's way easier than anybody imagines. It really is. I mean, you can just with your, with your iPhone, you can just get started right away by going to BoxCast and start streaming that way. But what's changed so much is that the expectation level of viewers aren't obsessed so much about the production quality of how it goes as much as just being able to be a part of it and being able to ex access right, it. Right. And that's so much of what we've been about from the beginning, right? So I don't know. It's like it's, it's, it's way easier than learning another language. It's way easier than learning an instrument, musical instrument in my mind. It's like to get yourself to just get over that apprehension hump. We've got a great team here at BoxCast of people that love to talk to people that coach them through that first starting process, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So just give it a shot. Give us a call. We'd love to help, help, help you do that. I think it's just having the courage to make the first step's always the hardest. Right. I think it's just, just jump in. The first yeah, step's and, the hardest. And I think what's nice about BoxCast too is, you know, we have a sales team, we have a customer success team or technical su support team. Um, and you can call, you can talk to someone, even if you thinking hey i might want to start streaming in the next six months we don't charge for people yeah. to talk to we don't charge team. you to talk and you and you can call our sales team get a meeting have a have a 30 minute conversation say hey this is what i'm trying to do maybe this is good for me and the thing that i do love about our sales team and our customer success team is they just advise you what is best for you 
Yeah. When I was on the customer like service team, I, I, I would tell people all the time, I'm like, hey, I sometimes it just gets to a point where it's like, I don't know if this is like the best thing you should do. It's like, you can try it, but to be honest, this might not work out. Weird conversation because you're like, you're a customer, but you're like, hey, you're in your first 30 <laughs> no, days. No, but we're not playing a short game. We're playing we're, a long we're game. We're playing a long game. We're not trying to like, because we know that if we say, oh, it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work, you're, it's going to be perfect, you're going to be perfect for us, and then you're not, you're going to be mad. So we're trying to always help you as right. the streamer come in and make sure it's a good fit for you. And if it's not, we're honest. But you know what? It's interesting, yeah. though. The time will come, though, for all these organizations when they realize, you know what? Facebook by itself isn't cutting it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. YouTube by itself isn't cutting it for me. I need just a couple more things to help me make, take, my, take my organization to the next level. Yeah. That's what we're so perfect for. Yeah. And it's so nice that you could just, hey, we got intercom chat. You just chat away and just say, hey. I got a quick question and you can bounce some ideas off someone, a live human that's like works here and is like asking, you know, answering your questions. Yeah, they're alive. They're definitely alive. <laughs> they're definitely alive. Um, they're a lively bunch. <laughs> they are a lively bunch. They are loud on the third floor. No, they, can, they can get that way, buddy. Well, I have one more question. Nothing relating to streaming. Bills or Chiefs? Bills or Chiefs? Bills or Chiefs? Oh, Bills. I mean, I love the Chiefs and I love the Bills, them both. Oh, we got a couple of Bills. I, I said the right thing for some of the people here that are in the other room, but yeah, no, um, I lived in Buffalo for a little bit, so that makes it easy for me. Yeah. And, uh, the chiefs are so good doggone good. It's kind of nice to see the bills catch them once in a while. Okay. So bills, yeah. bills, All right. Browns next year. Well, Maybe. friends, this has been the, uh, a highlight for me. I know that in Wade as well to yeah. have our CEO on and Gordon has been an absolute oh, pleasure. You guys buddy. are so much fun to spend time with. Well, thanks, Gordon, man. That's one of the things I love about this company is that I get to spend time with, like, I don't think people realize how much fun we have together. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do. We have well, a lot and of that's, fun here. That's kind of a, it's a refreshing thing as well for us, though. We're all excited. Thank you for coming on, buddy. My we pleasure. are grateful for that. Hey, thank you, G. Much grateful. So just remember, uh, we're getting ready to do some live Q&A here, and we're getting ready to announce our giveaway winners. Um, And so for just a few moments here, um, we're going to kind of change over our format. We're going to bring Josh back in. Yeah, maybe Josh can mute us, and we could just kind of Yeah, and you'll see us mill around for just a second as Josh comes in, and we'll get all saying everything set up. And we're very excited to take questions. We have some pre-generated questions already, um, and I know we'll have a few more from our uh, team who's handling that. So, again, Gordon, thank you, buddy. I really appreciate it. So good to see you, Thanks, Gordon. We're not leaving. Yeah, we're not really leaving. Give us like a minute. We got to – this is live. Like, this is really, really live. Yeah, you're 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 (laughs) going to – ready to see us move so people to, in we, and out and we like, didn't plan a transition for q a yeah so. we were like well we're just gonna do this raw in <laughs> yeah. the moment so, so we have to just just give us a second we'll be yeah. right back thanks guys <laughs> i'm Thank gonna you. grab my coffee too awesome buddy that was great was it thank you that was so-
All right, so we're we're still finishing a little bit of our post. We're figuring here. it out. I'm really glad that Wade let everybody know that we're actually live. Actually live. Yes. Gary, blink twice if you're live. <laughs> we're still here, friends. We're we're actually really excited um, at the fact that we get to do this live. We had talked a lot of times during podcast creation meetings that we'd have about whether or not we should do these live. Um, and I know Josh couldn't just get past the webinar issue. Um, I know. He thought, he's like, this is going to be like a webinar. And I'm like, it's not a webinar, Josh. It's podcast. Yeah. So. It's a little different because this is conversational, whereas what we do in webinars is we're like very straightforward. Teaching. Here's some technical yeah. information. It's like a course. And this is more like you just hang out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what the feel should be. But we're so glad that you guys have, have on with us. And I do have the winners uh, for our stuff. So, oh, we're not going to do that yet. Oh, Hold on. Sorry. We're gonna wait oh, to get oh okay. It's like Christmas morning. you got to have all the I'm family so, downstairs yeah. ready to open gifts with your orange cinnamon rolls and hot cocoa and chocolate milk ready. Hey. So, sorry, hey, I was showing Danielle how to use the switcher. Good. Hey, so, I, boom. Boom. I first want to say that this season – um, of the podcast has been for me absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know we Woo! worked through a lot of technical things. We yeah. worked through a lot of media content stuff, and most importantly, we worked through COVID. And so yeah. I'm just I'm very excited the fact that I get to do it with two of the most phenomenal humans on the face of the oh, planet. Oh, Gary, so, you're phenomenal. You've been great. You made so it fun. easy for us. I'm just happy that I finally learned how to talking to the mic properly <laughs> i'm we're, still kind of like we're still working on that yeah, uh, anyway yeah. but yeah so thank you so much um and thank you to our audience man like you Absolutely. guys yeah we love you guys on point we love you being there and thank you to the amazing marketing team who has helped us with graphics and social yeah. media production because honestly i don't do social media so if you ever see me yeah, on a TikTok and copy video, and all and copy, copy yeah writing the description if, if you ever see like they're like so. you can't see it but they're like doing videos right now through the window uh <laughs> yeah. but like uh, get me off of TikTok, amy don't do that <laughs> uh, so uh i'm very i'm very happy i'm very excited i'm very thankful and grateful for for the opportunity to do this and thank you boxcast thank you our ceo gordon daly jumping in with us and our coo sam brenner you guys were phenomenal and we hope you guys enjoy this content too so i'm just doing all this to kind of lengthen out because i'm just drawing out the process people are waiting people are like tell me about people need something tell me about what they got you the winners already oh yeah i got them right here sweet okay so um i think we're gonna go bottom up we're gonna do swag mv and then one year of streaming is that fair okay so uh our first winner Oh, man. You had to give me one with a name I don't know how to pronounce from the city. Let me try. Uh, oh, this, oh, this city is tough. We're sorry. Onalaska, Wisconsin, I'm going to say, right? Onalaska, Wisconsin, Andrew uh, Suitsman. And by the way, I apologize as I butcher these names, okay? I'm not good with names. Congrats, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, Andrew, you got some swag, buddy, coming to you. Um, wear that proudly. Oh. We'll get with you on an email here shortly um, about sizes and, and shipping addresses and all that jazz. So um, if you win something, don't worry. We'll be reaching out to you. Um, all right, let's do the MV88 uh, Plus kit, which is going to look like this. It is going to come with the tripod. It's going to come with the mount. It's going to come with the microphone and all the cables. It, it comes with all the cables on the back. And what's cool is it comes in this little, like, roller. It comes in a roll, like a, a neoprene roller pouch, case. Yeah, it's awesome. But yeah, you put your phone on here. You plug it right into your phone. And you yeah. Stream. If you're looking to start a podcast, that's a great yeah, this starter is a mic fantastic for a podcast. Starter. And uh, it's also hard to get off. Um, as if you watch our episode with Laura Davidson, yeah, and if you watch any of their tech tip videos, stuff that they do, you can actually do it where you're doing a selfie way, or you turn the mic around yeah, and do and, an interview. And so what a lot of people really cool. here at the office, um, some people here at the office have these, and what they do because you know they're not like 
making vlogs or doing content or anything, but you can actually use this. If you win this and you're like, hey, I don't really make a ton of content or, or I don't know exactly what to do with it, make this your like Zoom your conference Zoom mic. It makes mic. an awesome Zoom yes. mic. And just set it, it up really on does. this little tripod like this. And when you're on meetings, just kick it back like that and it makes a really good yeah, mic. Yeah, fantastic. Mic. All right, enough with the description of what it is. Sorry. I'm sure this person's it's like, very, I really want to have a It's very clear. <laughs> um, out of Sarasota, Florida, Karen Ryan. The MV88. Karen um, Ryan. Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida. I oh, bet it's warm down there right white now. White sand beaches. Up yeah. here in Cleveland, it's a blizzard. Um, yeah, it's still Karen, snowy. we'd rather be where you are. Yeah, seriously. It is snowy here. Yeah. yeah. yeah congrats on the new mic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mic. And last but not least, um, I'm really excited for this. So I, just so we know what, exactly what you're getting, this is for the one-year BoxCast streaming plan of our essential plan. It includes uh, 90 days of storage, okay? And it includes the BoxCaster HDSD2 device, which you see here. Um, the plan is 11.88 a year, all right? Which is 100, it's $99 a year typically. And the BoxCaster- $99 a month. $99 yeah, a month, yeah. sorry, my bad. $99 a month, but the BoxCaster is $399 one time. So you're getting a really good deal here. You're getting the encoder and the actual streaming software that we have, our dashboard. Yeah, that lets you stream to Facebook and YouTube and your website and Twitter, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, all those places. Our producer's like, telling us you have to speak up louder. Oh, I'm um, sorry. So, Sorry, Daniel. Randall Lingenfelter. Randall! Randall. Welcome to the Box family, buddy. Woo! Welcome to the club. So excited. <laughs> so, we're, so we will get in touch with you, all three of you, all of our winners, and get some information about shipping addresses and how to start up and get everything set up and ready to go, okay? Sweet. So, uh, wow. Hey. That's good. Give it all away, right. stuff, boys. Yeah. That's it. All right. Danielle, I'm also input one if you want to turn me up on that mixer. <laughs> if that helps a little. you could, I well, it's, it's too late. The season's over now. The season's done. over. We're done. Do we have any Q&A? No? I, I think we got a few questions here. So okay. one of the questions I did get you know, earlier on in the, in the episodes was, will there be any news or product announcements on this live episode? Unfortunately, no. We're not. This is a podcast episode. If we do make any of those announcements, we'll make them through official channels um, as well yep. as official videos that come out. So look forward to that. We, As you heard from our CEO... Boxcast is working on some amazing things that are going to make it easier for streamers, going to make it better for interactive content, and it's going to be awesome. So Stuff is in the pipe. It's in the pipeline. We got it. Just getting it's it coming. down there, man. Get ready. So we're excited about that. So no, we're not going to have any product announcements here today, except, I don't know, and maybe I, I'm going to go buy a new car maybe. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Another episode, another question that came in was for Sam earlier, and it was, uh, would you take a moment to highlight the BoxCast Roku channel? Um, I'm not exactly sure how we should answer that question. <laughs> I can tell you that there is one. Um, well, you could talk to him a little bit about we, all the smart TV I do apps. work on that. We do work on Jerry's our smart TV Jerry's the best person apps. to answer I know, this. right? <laughs> I, we do have the BoxCast Roku channel app uh, on Roku devices. Um, I can tell you that we work on it constantly, and you know there's some things in the pipeline that might, might that will hopefully make it better. So, um, if you have another, if you have a question directed about that, I would highly recommend you contact our support team to get that question answered directly, especially if you're a current client. Um, if you're not, let's talk to sales, and we can get you that a direct answer. Yeah, and, about and I'll that. just say too, it's if you're wondering like, what do you mean you can stream to Roku? It's Boxcast has an app that you can download for free, and if yep. you're an organization here at BoxCast, you can enable that in your account and you can stream to that app from to Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, and then pretty much your viewers download the BoxCast app, they search for your organization, Correct, yeah. and you can watch all your stuff on a TV. It is really cool. You have a pretty good video about that. 
I do. How to stream to your smart TV? How to apps. stream to your smart it's TV? It's on the YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just I'm I'm waiting for questions to roll in here. That's you I might think... not have any. Do you have any pre-generated ones? Or yeah, I have a couple. Like sent in. I have a, maybe. I have a couple of pre-generated ones. Yeah, that we. Can yeah, talk let's about do let's account. do like one or two, and if nothing else comes in, then. You so know, let's, let's just take a few minutes out. and chat about a few of these uh, these pre-gen questions. So sure. Or we could talk about our weekend plans. <laughs> I'm, edi- a- I'm editing with Josh on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be working all weekend. <laughs> I have I have a birthday party. So. <laughs> well, that sounds much more fun. Mm, cake. <laughs> um, so okay, l- I'll pose this question to you too, since I got the questions. Is using a smartphone camera better, really better, than using a traditional camera or production setup? Yeah, contextually. Why? Yeah, smart. Uh, because, okay, so pretend it's like Mario Kart and a smartphone <laughs> camera has attributes and a regular production camera has attributes. So where does the smartphone win? Well, you know, you know what I mean by Mario Kart. The Mario Kart characters where they give you stats. Yes. Whatever. Yes. I okay. 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 So, okay. Okay. Now I'm getting it. I now it. you get it. I okay. got it. Are you picking the... Yoshi? Are you picking <laughs> Luigi? I Whatever. like Bowser and so... I like to throw bananas behind <laughs> me, so we're good. So the smartphone wins in convenience ease of use and not every not every production setup can stream in HEVC but the broadcaster mm. app can stream in HEVC That's a good point. which means it requires half the bandwidth to stream 1080p video mm-hmm. which is really convenient and smartphone cameras are dope now they they look amazing yeah. so if it's for a simple setup I'd say smartphone wins single cam you single pro- camera you don't need to zoom in and you're close to your subject smartphone wins yeah and it's already something that you probably own i'm not yeah. gonna make assumptions but you yeah. probably own a smartphone so you probably even if it's um even like if you have an android phone i know we don't have an android app but we recommend this app called the larx app where you can actually stream from the yeah. larx app to boxcast and not to be confused and, with dr seuss's yeah the l-a-r-i-x and okay. like you but you could whip your phone out and stream um, I do agree with Clements. It's way more convenient to stream. And if you phone. don't have access to Hardline, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I totally agree with you guys. I that's think, the place where it wins. I think well, everything I else. Mean, I do think. Um, I think phone quality has met or exceeded camera quality. Yeah, it's close when it comes to cam- when it comes to the camera, especially really when it's do. when it's cl- when it's close up to it. I mean, it's good. Yeah, I would say like when I stream, uh, I used to stream like my stepdaughter's basketball games, but it. I see people with their phones recording. And that is usually just a very simple-ish setup. You know, it's a, it, they, they might have a tripod. They have a little phone clip like this, and they just pop it on, and they're just turning back and forth. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure, actually, the viewers are okay with that because you can kind of sure. see stuff. Now, me, because I'm a psycho and a video person, <laughs> I bring a big tripod, and I have our Sony NX5R camera, and I have a power bank, and I've got the Pro, and I've got it all in this little confined thing. But it does take a little bit of time that, to set up. Pays and, off, I have a, and I have a wireless internet yeah. thing. So my video is better, but there's more stress to me being like, did I bring that? Did I bring that? Did I do this? Did I do this? Like stuff like that. Right. So, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because we did get a question. Oh, um, perfect. We got a couple questions here. So, um, so this this person asked a question. Um, so we're getting into live streaming weddings, but oh, some venues baby. don't have internet. What do you guys recommend? Oh. Now I do know we po- talked about this a little bit in depth on one of our podcast episodes. If I'm not mistaken, it was like two or three. Um, but could you guys? Could you guys go ahead and, and just talk about that for a second? First of all, very smart to start live streaming weddings. Yep. One, it's a great business model. It's an easy way to make money, and it's a heck of a lot better than what making, Wade and I do on weekends, where we shoot <laughs> highlight reels and we spend twelve hours a day. Right. Uh, if you don't have access to an internet connection, Wade and I use a cellular modem. 
Um, and uh, we actually have a couple of videos that it's we've called released an about it. It's called Skyus 160. Uh, yeah. I-N-C-G, or I-N-C-E-E-G-O, yeah. Skyus 160. We do have a video. We actually have a video, too, how to live stream a wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, that video yeah. is a little more, I'll say, like, crazy because it's just like, hey, we have a switcher, and we have two cameras, it's and we have all this setup. stuff. It's an intense video, but I've live streamed weddings, again, very similar to how I live stream basketball. I set up a, well, I have to add an audio mixer, but you set up a camera. You have to have, my always thing is you have to have power. You have to have, so usually buildings have power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they don't have internet, you do need to invest in some kind of cellular hotspot. Yeah. In particular, so explain we, what that means. Like, yeah. cause this confused me a lot and then you figured it out. So explain it to me because I don't still really don't get what are we paying for and what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we have, there's this thing called the internet, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your phone, I'm sure some of you know, like your phone can be a cellular hotspot, which can work, but we've seen with a lot of customers that it doesn't work when it comes to live streaming. So we invested in a, and I say invested, it's not too bad of an investment, but we've invested in pretty much a cellular modem. It's like a little device that has an ethernet port in the back. I would say that's very important. Try to get one with an ethernet port in the back so you can just plug right into whatever encoder you have. Um, and we paid a hundred bucks for the device and we pay 50 bucks a month to, to like have it service. And we put a cell phone put sim a cell card phone in it SIM right card in it okay but if you i don't know why it works better than your cell phone hotspot it's I a can't. dedicated device but i think it's again it's a, de- a dedicated device that's just meant to give you internet and it we just again i just plug it into this hdsd2 or i plug it into the pro and it and it just goes off we generally actually what we do fun tip whatever you're streaming with if you get a cellular modem thing make sure you take your bit rates down a little Mm-hmm. Don't try to be yeah, the he- don't try to yeah. be the hero and be like I'm doing 1080p at 10 megs. We're calling. It's like all the way. you need to explain to your. You don't even need to like ex- probably explain to anyone. They might not notice because they're just happy it's live. But we take our stuff down to 720p 30, and we stream at two megs because one right. we don't want to use all our data on one event, and two well, we have found that people are okay with that quality as long yeah. as they can hear it too. I mean well, you have to have audio mixer and you have to plug your mics in. Right. But, Most yeah. 7p. 30 is going to be really good quality good. Yes. with even good if, light, obviously with even, good lighting yeah. and good situation. Even if you're using OBS and you have a laptop there that's streaming yeah. or whatever. 720p30 is really good quality. You don't want to like, even if you go into a building and you don't know what the internet's like, I recommend doing that. Yeah, or te- if you don't have time to test, right? You walk absolutely. into a church, yeah. you have no time to test. You're like, yeah. I don't really know. Just lower the quality a little bit. For sure. And for weddings, the most important thing isn't cinematic quality. Which is yeah. what we also do. Capturing the moment. Post produce. It's just capturing the moment and mm-hmm. clarity. And making sure you have audio. You're just and trying to pass it through and make sure it's visible, it's clear, and it sounds and, good. And the last thing that I recommend doing, and we'll stop wedding so you get us talking all day. Is, well, we have other questions yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Love we, weddings. We obviously record. These guys. Lo- record locally on the camera, record locally, and then if you have Boxcast, or if you don't have Boxcast, find a way to upload that clean looking recording that looks nice because you have a nice camcorder. Broadcast replacement yep. and boxcast, Throw or up. upload a new link to YouTube and send it to the family that same day, and they'll sure. be like thrilled. All right. So another question we have is: When will overlay function be available? 
and can it be used during the live stream? I'm going to answer this directly. So BoxCast has a feature that we call graphic overlays. Um, if you are a current subscriber, that is available um, on our growth plan and above. And yes, it can be used during a live stream. In fact, that's what it's intended for. The yep. only caveats to it is that it doesn't do motion graphics, so no video graphics. It's only going to be in PG, PNG format for still images. We do have articles. If you are a current BoxCast subscriber, please go to questions at boxcast.com. If you're in your dashboard, click on the little smiley guy and start a chat to ask questions about how you use overlays in yep. your live stream. Okay. Um, that's a great question. We do have the feature. It is already available. It's pretty dope. It works really well. Um, and we like it. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. So best mic for long room pickup. Whoa. Best mic for long room pickup. Boom. So uh, like, that, like these two's <laughs> eyes just went whoosh. Like really, really we went. Well, <laughs> it really depends on what your situation is, what type of equipment you're already operating in, and the length of the room, honestly. Um, I mean, you could go with a decent shotgun mic um, that is actually hung above wherever you're going to yeah. be. Um, I don't I, – and those most, most shotgun mics are condenser mics, so you're going to pick up a lot of room noise. So you may have to go in and post and do some, like, noise gating to kind of help eliminate that. Um, I've got a hot tip. Hey, they need your they need your hot, hot password tip, for your hot for tip your computer number. Oh, okay. Seventeen. Um, um, I've got a hot tip. So, if you can't get a line out from whatever room you're in, or you can't get microphone feed, and you need a microphone to capture what's in the room, this is unofficial advice. Wade and I will take like a shotgun microphone or a lavalier microphone and find whatever speaker is actually like oh, yes. I remember you playing this. that audio oh, in the room yeah. to the audience and the this. person. We find a speaker that's already sending that audio and we just kind of tape it to that speaker. Tape it to the speaker. And then we yeah. run it to our camera. I remember the and day. It's a and quick not, and, and not, dirty way to do it. If again, for whatever reason, because sometimes you walk into venues and they don't uh, give you anything. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to... And I was going to say, and not speaker like presenter, like Sam Brenner was a presenter. Yeah, just tape it to their mouth. Like tape... <laughs> Tape it to like um, a speed, like a like a like an actual thing that like projects music an actual and voice. Audio. I've done speaker. I've done that in churches before for all, weddings. All I know is is that the day you called me and <laughs> sent me the photo showing me that I was just I shook my head in shame. Well, sometimes you can't I'm get an audio out, so that's what you have to do. And, I'm not gonna um, lie. And also, I, I would say too, Josh, or to your long mic question. I, I don't know if there's a mic that's going to be like, hey, we're 60 feet back and it's going to pick up what's on stage. We've done this before. Where we've taken like a lav or two lavs and we've just taped them to the front of the stage. Uh, is that the best thing you can do? No. But like, is it, if when it's like, oh, we have, remember, we, had, we have 25 people coming on stage in the next hour because they're giving a pitch for 90 right. seconds. There's no way we can mic each person and, no. and do all that without no. having another. So we were just like, we'll tape two mics on stage. It will sound yeah. okay. Right. We're scrappy. And that's we'll, what we have to do. We're scrappy. And we'll I'm, find sound. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, the individual that asked that question, it's really hard to recommend equipment because we don't know all the situation things that are going on, right? So we don't know what you're currently using or where you're at. Yeah. And we, we, when we do live streaming events, we're really close together, um, and our microphones obviously are pretty neat to us. But I would recommend maybe contacting our friends at B&H. They have some technical specialists there that are really on point with what is the best equipment. You can even contact Sure. Um, and Sure is has some amazing microphones and audio equipment. Yeah. So I highly recommend doing that. Okay, uh, this, is a, this is a good question. Um, how can our church keep from getting blacklisted by YouTube, and I'm sorry that's happening, um, when we play live music during our service? We post our CCLI info for, for each song. 
and it yeah. may not be the good uh, may not be a good one. Um, but could you talk about copyright music issues? If you don't mind, I will jump on this. Go. I have no this idea. This is perfect for you. Okay, so friends, listen. Copyright is a very difficult, treacherous waters to run through. There's a lot of sharks in that, okay? <laughs> um, first and foremost, if you're doing any type of live music um, that is what I call canned or what some of the industry calls mastered music or mastered tracks – that's where you're gonna get. That's where you're gonna get hit, okay? Because a master track is usually copyrighted. There's an algorithm in YouTube and in Facebook, um, and a couple other uh, streaming platforms that they li- it, like it listens for the actual track and it listens for specific algorithms inside of that track. That's where you get completely messed up, okay? Um, they have a question for you, by the way. Oh. So that's oh, where you'll get completely right messed up with how you get triggered in YouTube or Facebook for using copyrighted music. So the, the best solution for this, and I'll, I'll, by the way, using CCLI is great. Having a licensed service to cover you because you are allowed to perform those songs. If you are using mastered tracks, you're not performing the song. What's in the master? Okay, so when you say a master track, can you just tell me like what's in that? When you download an MP3 from uh, iTunes, yeah, that's, that's the master, master track. track. It's like the official version. The official version of a song. Is there a version that you could use that wouldn't get flagged? Probably not. The uh, best idea, <laughs> yeah, probably not. The best okay. idea that you would want to do is you'd want to either record your worship team playing the music or having some instrumental music that isn't you know royalty free. Okay. okay. Um, or using maybe something like Soundstripe or something to get a, an MP3 and using that in its place. Okay. Um, I'm assuming, and this is just me assuming in this this regard, is that this is being done um, because of the fact that you're using music either at the beginning or in the middle or end of your services, and that music is a master track. So you're using kind of like you know some background music, right? Um, I'm going to be honest. My church gets flagged from time to time because we do the same silly thing. But CCLI is great to have, but it doesn't cover you for playing master tracks on a live stream. It covers you for playing the cover of that song on a live stream. So but when you, you guys perform band. on stage, you don't get flagged? Like if you perform nope. the song as a band, you don't Correct. get flagged? Correct. No, I don't. Oh, okay. No, nope, I have not. And if okay. you are having that experience, then I highly recommend you contact CCLI and ask them, why is this happening? Because we're just playing the song and it's our band. And if you're like legit that good and that close to the original music, then kudos to you because that <laughs> is impressive. But I highly recommend um, contacting CCLI for, for any issue that you have. If you are doing live music yes. covers of worship music or whatever. Um, but again, remember, it's usually just the master track you're going to get nailed for. And even if you put your CCLI information, always a good idea. Put your CCLI inf- license information in the description. That's great. That shows that you have it and you're okay. It's not going to cover you for anything mastered. And as the ultimate failsafe, because Wade and I have run into this for conferences too, where we played licensed material on accident, um, paste, paste the boxcast.tv link that you're streaming with through Boxcast in your YouTube live chat or in your yeah. description and just say, if you experience issues with this live stream, here's an alternative place yeah, you can go we, we try because we that. won't take you down. Well, we yeah, you you might depending on what you're playing. But I would say my tip is uh, the also one thing about copyright. Speaking of that event, is we we had a present we had a presenter who was playing like five videos, and she just played like, but they were videos from YouTube. Yeah, that'll get and, you nailed and we, too. And we yeah. and we didn't think about it at the time. The whole stream was running through YouTube, and she was playing these videos, and then 
like this. that TV station's YouTube channel took us down, flagged it, yeah. and we got taken down. It was from and we had to kind of like it was from a famous fire up TV a thing. Station. And luckily, are the people we worked with, they totally understood. They were like, "Well, this makes sense. It's not your fault, you know, that yeah. YouTube took us down." So just be careful. Like if someone wants to play a video, that it's their video, even if it's like, "Hey, is this video also on YouTube?" Mm-hmm. It's like, and does it have like lots of lots? Because these videos she was playing has had millions of views. So you're like, yeah. well. Duh, got the only thing with like YouTube and Facebook is that they have the algorithm built in from like BMG music, right? So yeah. they, they're flagging it because then they're saying, well, that's our music. And now we can do what we want with your video, like yeah. add an ad or monetize on top of it. So yeah. that's usually where it comes into play. All right. We have a few questions here left. Okay. Um, so by the way, great question with the, the worship uh, CCLI thing. Um, is there a way to have a go live, a light to go live? Many people see the camera and don't know the stream is live. What is the best way to show people that without asking, are we live? Yeah, I, um, so what I, what I would recommend to clients, um, in when I, when I was talking to them in customer success, we, I would always say, if you can, you might be able to do this with an overlay. You might be able to do this depending on your setup, try to one have an overlay up on the screen like danielle can you put that podcast overlay up yeah just hit the space bar so an overlay is literally just a graphic so like like have this up and then give them a monitor or give them like what we were doing is we'd give a cue we'd be like are you guys ready like and then danielle you can drop it and after this countdown but i'd be like all right in three two one and it's like oh now we're seeing ourselves hey we're live what's up guys you know yeah if you can't do that i've recommended things too where it's like you know um having like let's just say we couldn't do that here and it's a podcast it's like almost this is not ideal but it's just a tip and maybe it's unofficial advice i like when you said that earlier josh (laughs) but it's like start the stream have the room be empty you know the stream is now live it's only empty for maybe 30 seconds and then everyone comes in and you start talking sure that's a good point. do you know what i'm saying like because then they're not just sitting there awkwardly like staring like waiting for someone to be like go go yeah yeah it's like you see it it's on facebook it's on everything you maybe even make a little starting soon sign like you have a little starting soon sign and then the host comes in and is like hey everyone like we're here i'm so happy we're getting started and they take it away you know yeah and the the graphic overlay is a great example of what is known as a bumper um it can be a still bumper or it can be a motion bumper either one yeah so having that like i mean you saw if, if you watch from the beginning of this podcast episode you saw that we had a countdown timer with our graphic and a registration and that was how we know. And also, I would add to this, a confidence monitor is always a smart idea because now we, if you, you can, obviously you can't see it, but we can look right across here and I can see myself and all of my glory hmm. talking and interacting with my friends. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's also a good idea. All right. I, one more question we have, and I think this is going to this is We gonna could, we could do this all day, guys. We could. You couldn't we really talk. could. We could talk for three so, hours. So <laughs> uh, if you want to know, hey, where can we view the older episodes? Well, that is a fantastic question. Um, in fact, you can listen and find all of our episodes on the four major podcasting services, which is Apple, yeah. Google, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Yep. You can view our episodes. They all have video. They like, all have video files, attached yeah. to them. Um, you can find our videos on YouTube and just search BoxCast. There's a playlist for the podcast. You can on also, our channel page. Yeah. On our channel page, right. Mm-hmm. You can also go to Facebook and go to our Facebook page and look at all of our video content there as well because we do post our podcasts there like comment subscribe chat we love to talk to all of our friends out there in the streaming world well friends this has been phenomenal go team go all right so my name is gary (laughs) my name is wade 
I'm I'm Josh. And this has been the Boxcast Podcast. I'm going to let one of them escape before I say the, the tagline so they can go into all of this. <laughs> what but a, anyway. What a graceful end. This is a fantastic end of the episode. Wow. But we are so excited <laughs> that you joined us today. And um, just be uh, ready to see what we bring up for season two. Um, yeah. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon. It's been a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.